0: I'd just be lying to myself cause I don't wanna go nowhere now I sure don't want no one else all I've ever wanted was to be the one you coming home to yeah
1: hi there We are here for the Hollywood Life podcast, and we are so excited. We are here with Tyler Hilton, the singer, musician, and actor, and we've just been listening to his new hit single, Next to You, which is so beautiful. We just love it. And we are broadcasting live on Facebook Live, so hi all you who are watching <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook Live. And we're here with Emily Longaretta, our entertainment editor, mm-hmm.
0: and welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Well, we're really happy to, to have you here. And, um, you know, we're, we're very, you know, kind of, we're not just excited. Like, we're really impressed because you really do it all you you do acting you do writing you're working on you don't just have this new single which is so beautiful but you're working on a whole album that's coming out and you are in the midst of your tour you've got a big tour going on
0: I know it gets a little music tour yeah it's a it's a little crazy but I mean truthfully like everyone always says like what do I do in my spare time or what's my hobby like this is my hobby like I love it you know everything I get to do is so cool like filming or, you know, making the record, even being on tour. It's just like one long party, it seems like. Sometimes (laughs) it's really fun.
1: (laughs) So even touring, which has got to be tough when you're going from city to city. It's still like one long party?
0: You know, I mean, it's it's kind of like one long summer camp. I guess it's not so much like a party anymore. But uh, it's like... Being on stage is the best thing ever. There's like nothing that compares to it, and I've done it since I've been a kid, and I love it. But the traveling is ruthless. Like you can hear in my voice, it is like (laughs) I always tell um, my wife Megan, it's like the worst day of vacation every day. You're checking in and out of <laughs> hotels all right. the time. You're like getting into the car, you know, it's, you know driving long distances. But it's fun. It's yeah,
1: fun no, adventure. touring Touring the travel park can definitely be rough. We well, are playing here tonight at tomorrow. Irving Place uh, or, tomorrow or tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. Yeah. Tomorrow night.
0: Irving Plaza. Irving tonight Pl- I'm watching Family Guy in my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's like one of our only you're nights You're so excited off. about it. I'm so excited. <laughs> it, actually, a few people were um, inviting me to some uh, broadway plays and some different shows and i really wanted to see them but i thought you know what i'm gonna put myself on timeout tonight <laughs> yeah i need to like you Relax. know, Collapse. You know <laughs> watch something dumb and just not think about anything <laughs> think.
1: well we can we can completely <laughs> identify with that but if you're really? here in new york and you want to see tyler it's tomorrow night at
0: irving plaza and how do you get tickets you can go on uh, TylerHilton.com. uh you can get tickets there and uh I guess that's where you go. I just feel like you go there for everything. Matt <laughs> yeah. there's gotta be a tab for tickets there. Yeah,
2: there is. It's really, really right? easy. Yeah, for sure. And you're and Kate Vogel's gonna be with you. Kate for a lot of you that there. are I know I was tweeting about this earlier that you were gonna come in and be on our Facebook Live and a lot of people are Wonder Hill fans. So obviously if you uh, watch Wonder Hill, you know who Kate is as well and they are both incredible. I've seen them in concerts. So it's yeah, definitely been need fun. To go.
0: We've had so much fun together. You know, Kate and I have been friends for a long time, but we started I think somebody had us do a show together a year and a half ago, and we never played a show together, which seems like we should have. But, you know, she was on the show when I was touring, and we are just ships in the night. And since that show we did, we've just, like, toured pretty much nonstop for, like, a year and a half all over the world and just had, like, a blast. Um, So it's been really fun. It's going to be a fun show.
1: Well, you know how like how do you manage all this juggling because you've done so many you've done great TV and you just came off of pitch <laughs> and you i, 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 I I'd love to play a billionaire, <laughs> weren't you like you're a billionaire on that show, right?
0: I know it's funny because I, I loved that show before I you know, got to be on it. And uh, I was like halfway through the season when I found out the producers wanted to meet with me to maybe be on the show. And they sent me the sides for the character they were thinking about the script. And I already being a fan of the show, I thought, "Oh, this guy is perfect for Jenny." Like I was so excited. <laughs> he really gonna, is. You know, and like, Jenny <laughs> Jane.
1: For those Jenny. of you who don't watch Pitch, Jenny's the main character, yeah. right? And she's the first woman to be in Major League Baseball yeah. mm-hmm. as a, and she's a pitcher. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's where you get the name Pitch
0: from. <laughs> and I thought, like you know, and like all the fans of the show, I felt really protective of jenny like you know who's she gonna date i don't want anyone to get in her way <laughs> or like you know and then i read this and i thought oh this guy is so perfect verse so i i told everyone that i worked with i really want to do this whatever it takes like i love this show and i think this would be so cool so the fact that it worked out is um just one of those funny little you know yeah, it's so rare that I'm watching a show that I end up being on, you know, <laughs> right in the middle of watching it. I end up on set with all the characters. And so it's funny.
2: Were you, I mean, obviously season two hasn't been announced yet. I'm assuming that it's going to be soon. Cause it was so good. Oh, but It's I, gotta I, be right. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, have be, you talked yeah. to them? Like, would you come back? I assume so. Because I mean, I mean you invited her on a world around, go around the yeah, world at
0: the end. So. They said they wanted me back and I've told them I would love to be back. And yeah. I'm starting to film another show in January, but I made sure that, like, if pitch comes back, I want to do both. They've got so, to squeeze it in. Yeah. So we're going to make it happen if we can, but um, I hope it does. It's such a cool show, and, you know, I'm just on pins and needles like everybody else. Yeah. You know, well, so. and
1: also, listen, it's it's great for women to have a character like I this. So, so do, you, do you think that could happen? Like, could this really happen in real life? She's doing it on TV.
0: Yeah. I, this, here's the thing, because I love baseball, too. And when I watched the first episode, I thought, okay, how are they going to do this? You know, mm-hmm. like, is this going to be a stretch? And it's not at all. The way they explain it is so great. I mean, she has this um, wonky pitch that she does that has nothing to do with speed and strength and more about, like, you know, smarts. and, And, you know, it's just something that could totally happen. And this kind of character... and. That kind of personality—it's you know—you always see innovators like that come along in other you know departments. Yeah. Just she did in the in baseball. I don't know—it's it, done so realistically. That's what uh, you know pulled me in. For
1: sure. Well, I mean, listen—it's one of those team sports. It's probably one of the few male team sports that you could have a woman in that yes. position because mm-hmm. it's not like she's getting tackled, it's not physical, right? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Have you watched like girls softball on TV ever? Like those girls. Yeah, it's
2: really intense. They are like.
0: <laughs> And this is like a little different because I guess it's overhand pitch, but like mm-hmm. there are some pretty tough girls in uh, you know, softball and baseball. But I don't know, the way they do it with Jenny is really interesting. She's kind of been on a career trajectory to do this her whole life. And, and
1: Well, listen, cool. the last Winter Olympics, the women's the women's hockey teams, I thought they were better than the men's. Wait, like-
0: there's women's hockey. Is that a thing? <laughs> Wait, are you serious? I didn't know no. that there is. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> There's a women's Wait. hockey team?
1: Yes, they were, oh, you uh, yeah, check it like out. everywhere. And they were no in the Olympics way. and the Canadian women's team beat the American women's team. <laughs> what a bunch Bonnie, of badasses. Bonnie, you should probably tell
0: people who and, people on Facebook like you're winnings. it, was, it <laughs> was an amazing
1: game. It was a better game than the finals for the men's. What a group of badasses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I wouldn't get anywhere near any of them. I'd be really scared. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, amazing. You know, you guys who who aren't, like you're probably wondering if you're watching Facebook Live, who I pointed at, and that would be Megan Park, and Megan is here in the room in our podcast studio, and of course she is Tyler's wife, yeah. and, she's Canadian. and yes. she's Canadian. Yes, yes, yes. Any, anyone that
2: watches this, we know that every week Bonnie has to come up with some way to bring in Canada, so
1: she was so excited before this. Like, yes, I have my in. Yeah. Well, you know, there's not that many of us, and you know, it's but we in infiltrate yeah
0: i feel like canada's like the texas of the north everyone's so like <laughs> canada that's from canada i like if you get into canada you're so into canada like, i love it too that's I mean, awesome yeah
1: well of course canada's become such a desired
0: place these days <laughs> i know <laughs> it's funny because my her. my grandma's family is actually from canada and she said it was always her dream oh, where? to have where where is it somewhere in the um manitoba, manitoba. oh manitoba you might not
1: want to go back there <laughs> not that i'm against manitoba but it's cold really cold is it yes i've never been there. well it's like the midwest here it's prairies and i winnipeg's it, a big city there say, i've thought, never yeah, been so cold
0: i've heard that winnipeg is so and i've always wanted to go because it's a great music town i hear mm-hmm. great culture town yeah just like uh but it's very very cold i guess
2: Um, Can we talk a little bit about you going from play? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna transition out of Canada for a minute. Yes, it's okay, Um,
1: Emily. You could take us back on topic.
2: The non-Canadian for now. Um, Can you talk about playing a really hated character versus now playing a nice character on pitch? Because I feel like now, like you're the guy that you want her with, kind of. And before, you were the guy that every girl. I was like, yeah, you were such a bad boy. Please never talk to Chris Keller, but he kept popping up and coming back.
0: I know. I think they hated me so much. Okay, that was supposed to be a character that was just on for. Chris Keller for, like, two episodes, but so Every, many This is on One Tree Hill on for yeah. all those
1: of you who haven't seen the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for you guys who haven't seen it, the deal was I was supposed to come on One Tree Hill, sing a couple of my songs to promote- that my new record that was coming out mm-hmm. and they wrote this character for me called Chris Keller that was just supposed to be this just the worst guy ever <laughs> the so people were ever. so hated him so much in but the he, response his,
1: it wasn't his like he was the worst ever because he was like romant, his romantic life he was always dating people who were with other people exactly. Yeah, like married women <laughs> but in the beginning <laughs> committed like the, women but in the
0: first couple episodes it wasn't even about no I didn't it was even, just his music it was just me being in, just an ass and then <laughs> and then the the response was so awful that they kept writing me in. They kept thinking, because, you know, if you get a reaction like that from fans, good or bad, people just hated this character. And so I, I was like, you know, kind of nervous. They're like, "God, people hate you so much. We would love to bring you back." And I was like, "Well, gee, I, I don't know. I mean, sounds kind of rough, you know." But, you know, and people would come to my concerts back then all the time and just be like, "You are the worst. I can't believe <laughs> they throw banana peels yeah. at you." <laughs> uh, but you know, then I guess everybody came around. But it was so funny because I've never played a character that people, uh, you know. God, so bummed. So about. mad about it. Yeah. Well,
2: and it's also, One Tree Hill has all these reunion things all the time in different cities. And it's so great because it's one of the shows that people love so much. And you participate in that. You're part of that love, family. Yeah. And it's so cool. That I you know. still go to them all the time.
0: I know. They've somehow, like, I think I've, I, maybe in the One Tree Hill <laughs> family, I'm like the young, annoying brother that everyone's <laughs> like, well.
2: They're
1: like we have to. Have
0: you're,
2: really like
1: the, you're like Nick Vile from The Bachelor and everybody <laughs> hated him back. so much but he kept being there so much <laughs> that finally they made him The Bachelor. Like, yeah, but at the end you know, <laughs> he ended up being an okay guy.
0: I never saw it. His name was Nick Vile?
1: Yeah, yeah, like he's Vile oh and his name is Nick Vile.
0: <laughs> that's perfect.
1: But they, it's the same thing. They, everyone yeah, he's hated on his him so much right that now. somehow he just kept coming back that they had such a strong reaction. But that's, that's the thing. If it works in
0: getting TV either you're loved or
2: you're hated. If you're in the middle it's not going to work. I
0: know people don't care about you then i guess it's yeah a, i i don't know i don't know if i had anything to do with it i guess i just had like a face that just people hated <laughs> at the time and just said these lines that people just no I, because I you understand. took
2: away the one couple that really worked for yeah. a while
0: that that, that was
2: why I that was the
0: reason i don't think it was true. your face <laughs> that's true and He's it's like, funny. I'm going to
2: kiss the married girl. We used to
0: be, you know, we're all like really good friends on one hill and we would used to do these scenes or whatever. And after the scenes were done, like Sophia or Hillary would, or whoever was doing a scene with, would just be, they'd call cut and they'd be like, Oh, I just want to punch you in the face so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as they call God, I'm like, Jesus, you guys,
2: Bonnie, <laughs> just I don't looking know for
0: some friends here.
2: Bonnie, there was one episode that he called a pregnant girl fat. That's, oh. that was his character.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and was it when she, you could tell she was pregnant oh, yeah. already. He was like, Oh, you're getting big and she was like i'm pregnant <laughs> <laughs> right that's the point i know <laughs> yeah. god what do you think would happen to that character in real life yeah, where's like Chris 10 years now? later what would happen to I don't them know, but that
0: was the cool thing about se- him. season nine is they the last season of the show they brought my character back mm-hmm. and you got to see kind of what he was up to and it seems like he'd mellowed out a little bit which is cool
2: i'd like to think now he's like married with kids and settled down yeah,
0: yeah. That's what that would be. What I'd want to see in season ten is like yeah. some kind of Chris Keller daycare with like just <laughs> a bunch of like it's like School of Rock and One yes. Tree Hill or something. You know? See, but That'd I don't know if a guy I don't yes. know
1: if a guy like that ever can turn around. I think he's just like one of those Peter Pans forever. Yeah.
0: Well, the cool thing about the character is, I think the reason the, the reason people ended up digging it is he was kind of well rounded in that you could tell he was a softy. He just like a lot of guys who are dicks. He's just you know, oh insecure. really? Yeah. yeah, is that the secret yeah. that a that guy? Got- That's what they kind of kept saying. You know, <laughs> he's like, a good That's guy. That's what I tell myself. To go That's to what, to what bed I say at night. night. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Well, that would be an interesting revelation for a lot of the the women who are listening to our podcast and Facebook Live that most guys that are are dicks on the inside are softies. Yeah,
0: oh, for sure. I think with people in general, like the people that are all prickly are just little soft serves inside, for sure. (laughs)
1: Prickly, I love that. Well, well, why? Why would they be nice inside if they're awful on the outside? It's like
0: a defense mechanism, you know, because they – they don't know how. To, they don't have like a good relationship with their sensitive side. They can't like own it. They feel like sensitive people need to get their ass kicked. So they like, you know, like bad oh, ass. So, yeah, they yeah, gotta be like, yeah. Oh, that's
1: yeah. oh, that's interesting. That's an inter- interesting insight. Now, you have a sensitive side. Your music is very sensitive yeah. and very romantic. Oh, thank you. Well, I think so. I mean, even yeah. your new song next to you. Now, would that happen yeah. to be written for somebody yeah. in particular? Oh, for sure. I wrote it
0: about <laughs> Megan. I wrote Aww. it like a year and a half ago about her. And it's funny because some songs I write, I, I kind of write, for myself, or, you know, I don't think they're going to end up on TV shows or on the radio, or they're just kind of songs that are for me, like, unlike journal entries, and that was one of them. I performed it in some bar <clears throat> in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and uh somebody got a cell phone video of it, and I didn't think anybody would really listen to it. I put the song on a, as a secret track on a record I did. Anyway, I, I just didn't think anyone would really Find it, and then the producers of Pitch found this cell phone video or whatever of this That's performance crazy. at this bar in Michigan, and we're like, "We love this song. Can you play this song on the show?" Um, and I thought, "Man, you know, it's so funny. I was just about to record this tune for my new record, so I would love to. This is great. Like, I've always loved this song, and I, I wish somebody, you know, more people heard it. So it all, it just worked out that it could be on the show." Before.
1: Now, when did you write it for Megan or with Megan about in mind? A year, but I
0: guess about a year ago. Maybe two years ago, maybe time kind of ends up being, but uh, <laughs> you know, weird when we're tu- when I'm touring a lot. But I mean, we're away from each other so much because we travel. Um, but we've been together for like ten years. Wow, and really? When we first got together, we were doing. Whoa, a you movie. guys
1: seem so young. We, you were like were in like, kindergarten when you got <laughs> together. Yeah, we were in first grade and kindergarten, <laughs> respectively.
0: And uh, we met at a bar. Um, no, we were at a, We were doing this movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. in... um. Uh, Toronto and he was That's, who, that's where In I Canada met him. But, of course yeah. and he <laughs> said that when I, I t- Robert and I got like really close on the movie and I was like man I've got such a crush on this girl and then we started dating and he and his wife actually told us they're like you know what the secret is is try not to ever go more than two or three weeks without seeing each other no matter what and we've always kept that as a rule so we see each other no matter what. How often we're traveling, we see each other every two weeks. But that's what the song is kind of about. Is, you know, that's sometimes. a
1: really good rule that yeah. they gave you. That is a good rule. I know.
0: And at the time, it seemed a little excessive, like you know. And so we always said, no Christmas presents, no anything like that. We'll just pay for flights to see each other. And um, they they were totally right because you know that's after so like a, after like three weeks it gets ruthless, you know, but if you always keep it to that then it's nice. yeah
1: for sure yeah. well i think it's Aww. it's very people underestimate the value of just being together yeah. and like spending time together and also that when you I mean every couple has fights or yeah you know, disagreements and when you're apart it makes it so much worse like when you can't see each other yeah. and and make up properly like when you just have those phone calls that are all silence, <laughs> or like text messaging, or the, which is the worst yes. way to possibly fight because yeah. everything yeah. comes off the wrong way.
0: We've so never so. fought ever, so oh, he's like, right. I don't even know what fighting is. <laughs> and if we do, it's because I've done something wrong, and she's always
1: right. What? <laughs> yes. You are well trained. Yes, she's in the room. Well trained. <laughs> you see, the marriage will last forever because exactly. you know it's always your fault. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Guys, That's another take another good, good rule. Did they? No. Did Robert Downey and his wife tell you that one too? No. You're always wrong. It's
0: <laughs> no, I had to learn that on my own <laughs>
1: oh, amazing well, well, so that's that's really lovely that 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 song is about your relationship and about how it's so important to be close why why do you like why are so many of your songs about relationships and about i guess romance?
0: I don't know it's funny like that that you know if we all have like so many different sides to ourselves, but like when I have when I'm feeling those like missing kinda, you. Yeah, um, when I'm that's that, intense. Yeah. But when I'm feeling that kind of like sensitive, I don't know, longing or missing or loving somebody, like it feels like that's when I wanna express myself through music or something, you know? You know, like you have certain mixes you have on when you're at the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, it's certain mixes that you have on when you're like sad or when you're cooking or whatever. You know what I mean? There's different sides of you that need fed by music. When I write, it's usually because I'm in this mood of like, I don't know, kind of like sensitivity or kind of, um, I don't know, romance or something. So that ends up being where I get to do that, explore that side of myself.
1: Well, I think your song Missing You has probably like been on like oh, rewind over and over for so many people who've broken up Oh, but are not done with each other. Yeah, like really. definitely need to get back together
0: in some way. Oh, such a great song! I mean, I that's mean a, it's a I think it's John Waite song originally. Mm-hmm. And he's, I mean, oh, that's right. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. but I mean, no, you he's sang he's so it great. so beautifully, oh, thank I always you. think of you. Oh, no, oh, I, forget that
2: yeah. it, I forget that it was done before, totally. <laughs> to be honest, because I feel like that. Well, obviously, I forgot. As much.
0: Well, some, that, as that happens all the time, you know, like where I, I'll take a song and make it my own. People do that all the time, too. Right. And, in fact, he and I did some shows together as well, and we got to sing it together a bunch, uh, sing it together a bunch, which was really cool. So. That's really, really cool. Yeah, well, it's nice because different
2: generations, too. no different versions. So yeah. So it's like, you know, when and you he it. And he said
0: he, like, really dug my version. He he was really excited to, like, sing it together and everything, which I thought, like, oh, man, that's Such cool. a compliment. Yeah, really.
1: That's awesome. So now you've got Megan here with you right now. And have you been been able to be together much on this tour? Because your tour no, your tour is going to continue in January, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so that's why she came out and visited this time. Because uh, I've been gone for, I guess, about two or three weeks. And so she got out here a couple days ago. And we'll work it out before we end up traveling somewhere. Like, who's going to end up flying to visit who? But, you know, since she, I mean, she's an amazing actress and director and writer. And so she's traveling um just as much as i am usually if not more because she's from canada so so we'll have to sometimes it's (laughs) me flying out to her sometimes it's her flying out to me but
1: well i mean that's tough that's really tough
0: you know it is but it's also really exciting i mean it's also like it's nice when you get to see someone every day when you come home from work but that's also tough too you know what i mean it's just like all kind of all kind of sucks and all's kind of rad sometimes you know Mm -hmm. there's good and bad for both and we always say all the time as much as we miss each other um it's uh so cool when we get to see each other like in New York or something we've got this whole little vacation plan that's why these 10 years have kind of flown by because it feels like a bunch of little little vacations we've had definitely together,
2: so. would you guys ever work together like do a show together
0: yeah didn't we wait did we? well do- you
2: guys did or- Charlie Bartlett you did Charlie right? Bart-
0: oh and then she but- just wrote a she wrote this web series and directed it that's coming out soon um, and it's so funny and we filmed it in New York and I was in that and then nice. I think I'm I'm trying to get her to do my next music video, hopefully for "Next to You" or something. Um, so hey. if she's got time. We're yeah, do that. to like star nice. in it. Um, yeah, if she be the I want her to direct it. Oh, that would be so, very cool. I, I love her directing. It's just she she has this short film that just came out. I went to the Austin Film Festival and just won best uh, overall short film. What's through? the name nice. of the film? Uh, Lucy, and my Lucy oh. in my eyes. Lucy in my eyes. Yeah. Is that right? Or did you just short to Lucy? <laughs> Oh, it is, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's really listen, it's great. So you guys cool. are supportive of each other. That's really important. So I think that's another good good rule of staying together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, now the thing is though, you've got another show that's you're gonna begin filming too in January.
0: Yeah. It's t- gonna be so cool. This show is so random. It's called His Wives and Daughters. It's on CMT, and uh it's got this hilarious, just cool cast, but it's about this classic country singer guy um who ends up uh dying and it's one of his ex-wives or many daughters that might have done it and i play. <laughs> oh i see <laughs> that's
1: responsible for his yeah, death they think oh, or wait. you know it's
0: like there's this mystery and they're not sure who it is and then i play this guy who's been an impo- uh, impersonator of his forever and i kind of step into his shoes and um fill the his role and start kind of trying to you know weasel my way i guess into it. life and Mm. stuff and so it's gonna be funny and and it's great because my my good friend Jane Seymour is starring in it too and I've known her since I was like 19 because she was really involved with Walk the Line um, when it came out and uh, she was just kind of like just a wonderful like mentor to me and just friend and had me over for dinner so many times it just t- took such great care of me when I first moved to LA and we haven't ever worked together so this is going to be the first time we get to be in something together which is so cool So awesome. Yeah. I'm well, so she's got about it. such
1: a great history of having hits on TV. I know. And her when she played Dr. Quinn, yeah. Medicine mm-hmm. Woman. Yes. I mean, that was how many years was that show on? It was just it was such a massive oh, hit. And yeah, yeah. she's
0: got the best stories too. I mean, well she hasn't done a TV show since Dr. Quinn, but her stories about she was just saying this the other day about how something was I don't know it was a, it's an amazing story about how everything was going wrong and this and this wasn't going to happen and, and then Dr. Quinn came out of nowhere and she was like sure let's see what happens and it turned into <laughs> this yeah but I guess Johnny Cash and June Carter were big fans of Dr. Quinn and so that's how wow. the, so they ended up on the show and that's how she ended up becoming really close with them of course. and they wow. had asked her and her husband at the time to uh make a -a biopic about them at some point. Wow. And it told them that they wanted Walking Phoenix to play him. They had all so they were involved in it before they passed away. And so they passed away before we got to make the movie. But yeah. Uh, Did you ever meet Johnny Cash? No, no, he passed away before I got the part, which was sad. But it was such a beautiful movie and just a whole bunch of like crazy things like jane called up uh priscilla presley which i was like whoa <laughs> and um, and when we were filming in memphis and she was like you know is there any way i could give tyler and some of the cast a tour of graceland uh you know after hours maybe when everyone's gone and she said right because totally, you played elvis presley yeah, and I walked Elva. the line yeah i played elvis so she they set up they shut down graceland for us at night and opened it up for us and i brought my guitar and Jane and I, and Joaquin, and a bunch of other guys from the movie, we just sat around his grave singing songs and walking around. It was just like, she's
2: like insane. That's like what you dream of. I feel like as an artist, that must be like. I
0: literally couldn't believe it. I was 19 years old when we filmed it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is my dream come true. Right.
1: And you were in Elvis's home. Did it feel like Elvis? Did you feel, did it feel like there was a ghost there?
0: (laughs) It didn't feel like there was a ghost there, but there, I mean, maybe there was. I don't know, but. He, uh, you know, I first got into Elvis when I was like seven or something. My parents were on a cross country trip uh, when we were on summer vacation and they stopped at Graceland and they're like, we're going to stop at this place. It's this old singer's house. Here's his cassette tape. And they would always have these little gifts to kind of like help you get into wherever we're stopping and. And I just, like, as soon as I heard his music and saw his vibe and his style and saw his house, I was obsessed. I was obsessed with Elvis from then on. I started combing my hair like him. I was sitting for (laughs) Halloween probably, I don't know, multiple times. But
1: which part of his life, which Elvis were you? Like, young, (laughs)
0: 68, comeback special, white jumpsuit, fatter Elvis. I loved all Elvises. So when I got the part, it was like... It, honestly a dream come true i don't even know if anything in my career will ever top you being know, that albums. kind of excitement even if i was just in the movie for a little bit it was just the little kid me was couldn't believe it you know it was cool it's so awesome
1: but it's, it's such so, an so interesting story that you just told us that about this backstory to walk the line which was an oscar winning film yeah. about johnny cash and his wife <laughs> that you were in but you played Elvis and this whole Elvis connection and that Johnny Cash and his wife yeah. had asked Jane Seymour yeah. Dr. Quinn medicine woman yeah. to make the movie like yeah. who would have thought this is an amazing story I know <laughs> I love
0: those kind of stories and love hearing those kind of things and it's really a small really small industry you know it's amazing when you hear about You know, and I mean, Megan and I find this all the time, but it's very rare we work with someone that we don't have so many other friends in common with or people that we've worked together with. But that was just a funny one, you know.
1: And talk about,
0: um, just just we brought
1: brought this up before, talk about a singer singing a song that wasn't his own, but made it his own. When he sang that song, Hurt.
0: Oh, man. With...
1: And that's mm-hmm. by Nine Inch Nails. Nails. Nine Inch Nails. But when he sang it, it was just like, "Oh my God, well, yeah, that's I mean, his life." Because he had so many troubles in his life.
0: Yeah,
1: he did. Even Nine Inch Nails said like they preferred his version over theirs. So. Oh, I can like, see. I,
0: that. I, mean, I
2: think.
1: Oh my God, this version just <laughs> can you imagine yeah. tears having Johnny me apart. Cash, sing I mean, your song. what a,
2: You're like, mean, like that wasn't mine. You can have it. Like, yeah. Johnny Cash. I mean, come on, that's amazing. It's amazing. So he cool. did
0: such a good job with that. That whole record of his was so good. He's mm-hmm. just. He is, in a lot of ways, like one of the more American artists that, that there have ever been. I mean, his voice, his experience, where he's from, where he ended up, it's just, it's so, I don't know, it's so American, you know, coming from Arkansas, going through all the stuff that he did in the era he did. It's just amazing. He was a beautiful dude. Beautiful dude. For We're Sharon. talking Johnny Cash
1: here now. Yeah. Yes. But, yet tragic,
0: I yeah, think. It was, yeah, it was tragic. and That's what, I mean, I hate to say for... But a lot of people do this. You know, they go through these, like, tragic life stories. Because he battled alcoholism and... And drug abuse and so many things. And also just... I can attest to how hard the road is anyway, you know. And I, I don't know. It's just... You kind of get... To, and I think we all learn so much by watching him go through some of these struggles. Sometimes it takes someone like that going through that stuff. To
1: well, learn. the thing is is that he went through that and then Elvis, the same thing. Yeah. You know, and, it really brought down by addictions. What do you think that... I mean, you're a musical artist. Is there something innate to being a musical artist that makes it you could see that it's easy to fall into that yeah. or was it more from a previous era when there was the artists had less control over their careers
0: no it's it's so easy i mean i'm sober i haven't drank in uh, years because of uh, it, it's it's too hard and it was the thing is is you you I feel like everyone forgets is like most musicians and actors unless they're just complete sociopaths are super super shy really shy like it's not part of the job description that you just think you're the coolest guy in the room that's it's something that has to kind of be faked and maybe kind of just assumed like I don't feel it but maybe everyone else thinks it so I'm just gonna cross my fingers and hope it works but myself included uh most people are so shy so like that moment of going on to set having to film or going on to stage I still get so nervous before I go on stage the difference is now when I go on stage I know what to do and I'm you know I can do it but and when I was younger I couldn't I was just hoping it worked but you know it's still those nerves are there and you talk to athletes and it's the same way I mean athletes have to be physical so it's harder to kind of uh Curb that those nerves with drugs and alcohol, but you know when you're a musician even with an actor You don't see this much. when you're a musician you're about to get up on stage in front of people Which is most people's number one biggest fear including musicians And you got a backstage stock full of free beer and liquor every place you go to They've got as much beer and liquor as you could drink because they understand you know what the deal is and everybody wants it At least to like calm the nerves so you're in a situation where you're freaked out and everyone's doing their best to help calm your nerves because you're your best when you're not nervous, and you know that. So you're like, whatever it takes to not be nervous, just so I can be relaxed. Me, and that's when it happens. You know, whether it's booze, whether it's drugs, or it's pills, and it's innocent enough. And it's hard to sleep after a show. I can attest to that too. I understand like why people take right. You're up pills. after the show. You're up, and you can't, and then you have to get up early, and you got to do something else, and or you're coming to Hollywood life. Or you're gonna, you want to <laughs> be on. You want to be like, eight, <laughs> and I, I, today I feel like great. I'm in a good mood, and you know, all this stuff. My voice is kind of hoarse, but. It's easy today, but some days you're doing a radio station at seven AM and you're like exhausted and you couldn't go back to sleep. You know, so and then people are like, oh, that guy looks ugly. Oh, that guy was kind of a dick when he showed up. And then you're like, no, I don't want to be a dick next time. Maybe I'll you know, you're constantly trying to like adjust your mood. Yeah. And those things have nothing to do with music or acting. They're just, you know, so it's just yeah. interesting.
1: So you can see how it can happen. Absolutely. And you can fall into it. And, I mean, you take so many musicians. Well, I mean, the examples that, that we were giving before, like Johnny Cash and Elvis Presley, I mean, they came from very humble beginnings.
0: And Elvis, well, Elvis didn't drink, didn't smoke. He didn't do any drinking drugs or anything like that. The reason he was like doing those pills or whatever is because he, you know, it was like, I think at first it was like, you know, like the like back pain or something like that. And then I think they gave him a prescription to get to sleep because, you know, so it was just like all at all it, I think he especially came by honestly, it wasn't like he was a big party or Johnny Cash was kind of in more of a rowdy crew of country singers. Mm-hmm. Or I think there was a lot more harder drugs, but you know, it's sad, but you see what people you wouldn't expect to. I mean, how sad was Philip Seymour Hoffman or, you know, oh, Robert yeah. Williams, you know, someone struggling from alcoholism and depression that we didn't even know, you know.
1: Exactly. It's crazy. And it's interesting that you say that most actors are very shy because I yeah. don't think that most people would feel that. They would feel that they love to perform. That's why they do it.
0: It's not the case. It's I mean, I think sometimes that is the case, but I don't know. There's There's like a, I think the talent in acting is like, taking a character and kind of creating it, knowing how to be that character. and But being that person in front of a bunch of other people is hard, you know? Or some people get more nervous about the camera than they do around crowds. That's why maybe they're into theater or whatever. But there's just, there's always a nervousness. I mean, very rare have I ever met anybody who is healthy on the inside and also like just sure that they're the shit that's just very (laughs) rare you know it's just it's part of like a struggle his
2: name was chris keller his name
0: was chris (laughs) keller and he was great (laughs) well
1: what appeals what appeals sorry (laughs) (laughs) what appeals to you about the acting then if if it's something that's it doesn't sound like it's hard for you. It's so hard for me. It's oh, so, it is I, hard. <laughs> I mean, I've
0: always felt like a little bit of an outsider because I was a musician, and I kind of, you know, coming on to Walk the Line or One Tree Hill as a musician, there were all these actors around, you know, Reese and Joaquin or Chad Michael Murray, Sophia Bush, you know, all these people that were so great and talented. and um, But it to me, like... It feels like I'm playing pretend like when I was a kid. Like, I used to love running around and, like, playing soldiers or playing, like, whatever, building forts and stuff. And it feels like I get to still do that as an adult, you know? You go on to set, and you're like, okay, here's where you guys are going to be. Here's the lines. Now figure out what you're going to do. And then you, like, get to get with your actors and be like, okay, you do this, I'll do this. <laughs> it's just like, I, I just think it's really fun, you know?
2: Well, it comes uh, across. I feel like that shows, and I feel like that's what makes you a good actor because I mean people believe that that it's not like it looks like you're playing pretend you know what I, I
0: mean? I, I've been lucky because like Kylie Bunbury's amazing yeah. really charming really cool and so funny so it's I, I forget we're filming most of the time and same thing with the one trio cast and I've done things before where it's a lot harder and I probably mm-hmm. wasn't as good you know I think <laughs> I think the real talent is being good no matter what I think I've been lucky to be around really talented people that make me look good Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing right
1: now well and like your and like your wife like yes. what was it like did you ever expect you were going to fall in love with a co-star
0: no, I mean, I, I guess I didn't really think about it. It kind of seemed so cliche to, like, do, but I, I just remember meeting her the, fir- the first day we ever met. You could see the scene on Charlie Bartlett. I, like, pick her up from a, on a date or something in the movie, and that was our first day of filming the movie ever, and I just thought she was so cool, and we just started to get to know each other, and we had a blast, and... I feel like that's on. like a
2: red flag a lot of the time, though. Is like dating co- co-stars. Like people are like probably not the greatest, yeah. like the greatest, and it doesn't doesn't work out a lot of the well, time. We, I think
0: we got to know each other really well. We were friends for a long time, and it wasn't like some like quick, crazy, hot set romance. Right. You know, it was like, it, I mean, we we. I mean, it's been a long time, and, yeah. and in fact, I lived in Nashville and she lived in Toronto uh, right. at, during that <laughs> movie, and I think. We stayed that way for years. I don't even think we moved to LA together. For really, years. you had wow. a long
1: distance relationship between Nashville and Toronto for a oh, long time. For like three or four years. Oh it my feels god, like. that's so long! <laughs> like that's so such hard. a big distance.
0: <laughs> no, and that—that's the thing—is like it was. It, it kept working, and so that's why it ended up being like, you know, a going dating for ten years before we got married. But you know, just being like, wow, I can't believe this still works. That seems like this would be a nightmare, and mm-hmm. this would fall apart pretty quickly, and it didn't because. You know we were good at keeping in touch, and we got along so well. It was cool.
1: Awesome. Well, that yeah, I have. That's not a commuter relationship that you hear about. Like that kind of mix, like even New York, Toronto, New York, L.A. I mean, it's probably not even great getting flights, Nashville to Toronto.
0: Yeah, we drove sometimes. Oh Jesus! Oh my God! We, we met in Kentucky a couple times because it was halfway. I remember.
2: I can't even do like. Are you?
1: Yeah.
0: Thank you. She's wait. Waiting. You're you're doing what? But she's ordering all my Christmas gifts right now.
1: Oh, okay. But if my mom's listening, I picked him out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Perfect. And, and now in Nashville, it, Nashville's really interesting because it's like a place where people just do so much writing, like music writing mm. every day. Is that where, did you find it very inspiring for writing music?
0: Yeah, I did. I hadn't done any co-writing, they call it, like when you get with other people and kind of write songs. Yeah, that's I,
1: kind of a thing there, isn't it? Yeah, like and I hadn't done it before.
0: And, um, and I had this like a, ma- a great friend of mine named Judy Stakey who was really involved in the writer community down there. And she was the one that initially said, you need to um, go to Nashville and write with some other people and just learn. Just you, know, you keep writing your own songs, but let them teach you a whole other craft, like how to write for country musicians, how to write for other people. And I was going to go to college for music. um, So I'm I'm fascinated by scoring movies or writing for other people, all aspects of music I love. And so I thought, well, shoot, let's try it. And I loved it. I ended up writing a bunch of cool songs, wrote some um, just – I just wrote a bunch of tunes for people and had a blast doing it. Learned so much about writing. It was really cool. And my, my probably my favorite thing I got to do is I wrote a song that Joe Cocker ended up recording on his last record before he passed away.
1: Oh, that's really special. Oh, man.
0: Getting to hear his voice sing one of my songs was just amazing.
1: Was yeah, because that raspy voice oh, man. was
0: so He deep, called me backstage. I was, I was in it, uh, Alabama doing a show, and I get this call and. He was on the phone. He's like, "Hi, hey, daughter. <laughs> hey, Joe. Right? Okay. I this raspy British voice, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy." I couldn't wow. Remember.
1: Now, did you meet um, Taylor Swift down in Nashville? Were you writing together with Can her I at all? Meet Taylor
0: Swift. Oh, this is actually a funny story. So, at the time, she was—I was, was g- going to do this uh, interview with this country magazine, and. Before I did the interview, I kind of checked out their magazine. I was just looking at it. And they did this little profile on this little girl named Taylor Swift. And she was just, I don't know, 15 or 14 and blonde. And, you know, you're like, okay, whatever. And they had, like, a link to her song or something like that. Or they told you, you know, you could listen to – um Tim McGraw was the name of the song. Mm-hmm. So I listened to it, and I still think that is one of my favorite songs. I think it's one of the best written songs I've ever heard. I know it sounds crazy, but if you are brave enough as a lyricist to say, like, if when you think Tim McGraw, I hope you think of me. I just thought that was the sweetest, most... I just thought it was the most beautiful lyric. And the whole song, I thought, was so great lyrically. And I thought, who wrote this? It, it definitely wasn't her. So I wrote it, I, I looked it up, and she was the only writer on it, I thought... This 15 year old girl wrote this song. It's so simple, and like I just was obsessed with it. And nobody really knew about her. And I think she was promoting that song to radio. So during the interview with the magazine, I said, "Hey, that girl you did a profile on, Taylor Swift. She is so talented. Thank you for turning me on to her. I downloaded her song, and it's I love it. So I guess she was a Tyler Hilton fan, which I didn't know. <laughs> and she like uh, had a bunch of my music. And she read the article and got really excited. And so her management reached out to me and said." Taylor's playing a show in town she'd love to have you come out and I thought oh that's that that's that little girl from the magazine I was like you know what I'm gonna go to that concert I'd love to meet her and so I went to the concert and she said can we sing Missing You that song of yours the one that you right, like yeah. so I was like sure like she's so precocious and I thought like cool so I get up on stage I sing Missing You with her and no joke on stage at that show she said, I'm going to put you on the spot here. She's such a good performer. And even I was probably 22 at the time. She was 15. And she said, uh, I hate to put you on the spot, but I really want to do a music video um, and uh, my next music video. And I'd love for you to be in it if you're into it. And I thought I'd <laughs> ask you on stage. So you couldn't say no. <laughs> that's
2: like, a great this story. Girl is good. You, you can know? look up the video. I watched the video <laughs> yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. It is so fun to watch. And I thought so like I was so, so
0: charmed. I thought like, you know what? I would, I would love to be in your video. That's so uh, it's so cool. And <laughs> We had the best time. And when I first moved to Nashville, she um, le- uh, she was still living at home. You know, she was in high school. And uh, so I stayed with her family. And she was so sweet. And, and she is that. She's just, uh, she. my experience with her, she was absolutely the way she comes across in the press. She was mm-hmm. playing me songs that she would written in her bedroom, out of her diary. You know, songs like White Horse and things that ended up on records later, I'd heard in her bedroom, just her playing on her guitar. And she's so, it, it's, she's so earnest it's just it's all so real that's Mm -hmm. what i think has worked about her is you can't see any of the cracks or any of the bs because it's like actually who she is right she's sweet and she's talented it's amazing
2: that's so cool yeah it's nice to hear from someone because you never know you know what what i mean you never know what an artist is really like and when you get to meet them and get to work with them like that, it's um, nice to see that the songwriting is, so And you a know, great family. So
0: and, and, like, to watch her take off after getting to know her so well, I felt like, man, that girl deserves it so much, you know. She really does. And such a great role model to people. And just, she's, she, I don't know how, I don't know how she works. It's just amazing. <laughs> she's just, she's...
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. for sure well she definitely is special and so are you and oh. we are very <laughs> excited to have you here and you know I know that um, our Hollywood Life audience wants to know um, when the tour is gonna start up again and how they can get tickets for the new year
0: all right so I'm doing Irving Plaza tomorrow night in um, New York City and then uh, Boston after that and then I'm going through Texas Florida Louisiana um, all the south next so you can get tickets on tylerhilton.com and uh it's a really fun show i'm open. uh kate vogel is out on tour with me and we're having a great time so please come out and say hi yes
1: so all you Yay. go to
0: tylerhilton.com
1: and also next to you it's yes. uh tyler's new single and it's wonderful and we're going to hear a little more from from of it right Cool. Right, now, a different one, yeah As we head out, and thank you so much for thank coming you. by, thank and also you bringing your lovely wife here. Oh, thank you. We're really happy like to, to meet her too. I'd like to show her off. Too. My little trophy, whatnot. <laughs> <laughs>